Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Thank you to all our loyal listeners. In celebration of a quarter million downloads, one lucky winner has won a copy of Robert Kiyosaki's latest book called Fake. Our winner is Greg Wadsworth, who comes to us all the way from Southern California. Congratulations, Greg. We'll be in touch to get your address details, and the book will be on its way shortly. On today's show, we're taking a trip in a flight simulator. Yes, this weekend, I spent a couple of hours in a flight simulator. My sister is the chief pilot for a major jet manufacturer, and my son is also currently in flight school. Together, we practice takeoffs, landings, taxiing on the ground, instrument landings, avoiding thunderstorms, low ceiling conditions, crosswinds, and engine fires. I'm talking one of these $20 million simulators that's cheaper than the $80 million aircraft it imitates. It sits in one of those large bays with a 60-foot ceiling. Every aspect of the aircraft cockpit has been replicated. The outdoor view on the windscreen was incredibly realistic. The avionics, the seats, the power systems, the air vents, the communication systems, the landing gear, everything was made to feel and sound like the real aircraft. For example, when you lower the landing gear, the sound of the wind rushing past the open wheel bay is clearly audible in the cockpit, just like the real aircraft. You can even feel the vibration of it. The entire simulator is on three-axis hydraulics and is capable of replicating the most physical of the aircraft attitudes. Even when you taxi on the ground and if the turn is a little too radical, you feel the forces in the skidding of the nose wheel. If there's a rut on the runway, you feel it in the shaking of the entire simulator. Pilots use simulation to replicate test conditions that are not easily found in the real world. If you're training and practicing how to land with a nose gear failure, a simulator is the perfect tool. Using the real aircraft would be difficult, unsafe, and incredibly expensive. The learning process requires us to make mistakes. That's how we learn. I was on a final approach, and my sister advised me to pull up. Her direction to me put me above the glide slope. It was actually her mistake, not mine, but it could have been mine. So we reset the simulation about four miles back and re-ran the landing sequence. When I had control of the aircraft, I was routinely making small mistakes in controlling the aircraft, but I was able to correct them pretty easily. And the consequence of those mistakes was that I made fewer and fewer of them as I improved. Flying a plane is full of metaphors for real life. On the Investor Summit at Sea a few weeks ago, we had a group of 40 of us playing the game Cashflow, under the direction of Robert Kiyosaki, the inventor of the game. Cashflow is a simulation. It gives you the chance to make offers on properties, to borrow funds, to sell assets, to spend money on luxuries, all the things that are present in real life. In the simulation, the increase in interest rates can cause financial hardship, just like in real life. In the game, some people thought the idea was to compete against the others. They were going to do it all by themselves. Other folks had the idea to collaborate and help each other. Just like in real life, whatever beliefs you have at home show up in the game as behaviors, and they show up in your business. We did a second simulation on board the Summit at Sea. This one was called Pierce the Corporate Veil. The leader of this simulation was attorney Garrett Sutton. Now, this may sound like a pretty dry simulation, but it showed us that if your corporate formalities are not being maintained meticulously, lawyers will use the lack of formality in a lawsuit as a way of showing the court that the corporate structure exists in name, but not in practice. They will then argue that since it doesn't exist in practice, the legal protections of the corporate structure should not remain intact since the rights and responsibilities of a corporation go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. This was a powerful simulation, and I'm sure that everyone who participated was able to internalize the lessons and use that learning to affect change in their own respective businesses. 
Now, if my sister had said to me in a classroom setting, pull up on the yoke by half an inch to flare just prior to landing, it would have been useful, but it's not the same nor as powerful as getting the instruction in the midst of the simulation. I had the chance to apply the maneuver and to develop some muscle memory around the momentum of the aircraft. It was a completely different experience than learning it in a textbook setting. How often do we run simulations in our own business to train ourselves? I see rookie investors go out and randomly buy properties all the time. Very little in the way of guidance reminds me a lot of jumping into the cockpit of an aircraft with little to no instruction and hoping for the best. It sounds silly, and yet that's what I see people doing over and over again. I've had some of my students take zoning applications through the entire process without ever purchasing the property. Yes, they hired an architectural technologist to complete the drawings. They had real live meetings with city council. They met with local neighbors. They went through the entire process in front of city council. When the zoning application was denied, all they had put at risk was a couple of thousand dollars for the drawings. They didn't lose investors' monies. They lost a little bit of time, but in reality, it was much closer to a simulation than then having to take on the full risk of doing the project from end to end. So you think about that, ask yourself, how could I apply simulations to improve my business? Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.